0: Okay, we are in Sefer Yirme Yahu, Perak Chaf Pasuk Aleph Harini Hashem Vihine Shnei Duda'e Te'enim And Chaf Dalad is a very short ten sukim, but a very powerful and very impactive one. And like many Prakim that we've seen, it starts with a mashal, a parable where the Navi is commanded to perform a visual symbolic act, not always clear as to what it stands for, but then it provides the springboard for a Navuwa where you can explain exactly what it is you're doing. And so it does here. But here, it is a very interesting concept because what we've got to do is take it in its time frame. So let me take a minute or two to set the stage. Nebuchadnezzar has already really conquered, for all intents and purposes, Yerushalayim. It's 18 years before the actual temple will be destroyed. He is starting out as Bavel as a world power, and all he wants now. Is really quiet. He wants Israel or Judea to be a vassal state, loyal to him, pays taxes, doesn't take sides uh, against him with Egypt or Ashur, but is just a perfect loyal vassal. So far, he hasn't been able to get it because the first king that he appoints, Yehoiachim, rebels against him. So he comes to take Yehoiachim away and does not get very far. Yehoiachim, as we've seen, is killed in a very brutal, humiliating way. And now installed is Yehoiachim. Again, he has problems with Yehoiachim. And now what he does is come and takes away from Israel and exiles that which the Navi calls, as we're going to see, the harash and Masgar. harash and Masgar literally means carpenters and craftsmen. But it's far deeper than that, and it's far more cleverer than that. Nebuchadnezzar comes and takes Yes, the artisans, but also the political elite, the intellectual elite, the um, powers of the state. In other words, the idea is to get anybody out of there who could possibly make trouble, lead a revolution, create disloyalty. But most importantly for us, and most impactful on Jewish history, he takes with him the Torah leadership of Judea. He takes the Gedolim, he takes the Sanhedrin, the Rabbonim, the Rosh Yeshivas, and from that comes one of the most powerful Jewish communities ever built anywhere, Diaspora, Israel, the community in Bovel. And in that group, as we're gonna see later in history, is Mordechai in the Purim story, Daniel, Yechezkel. He takes the elite, leaving behind, and I I hate to use the expression riffraff, but the lower elements of, of Judea are left behind. They can't make any trouble. They're not revolutionaries. They don't have the political power, the intellectual power. And an important thing to note is we've said out of this removal of the rabbinical class comes a revolution of Torah in Bovel, almost unlike anything we've seen since in our history. Um, We know that out of it comes the Talmud Bavali. The the Talmud that we use today is a Babylonian created um, set of svarim. All the Gedolim, the Tannaim, the Rosh Yeshivas are there and it doesn't take very long for them to sprout. We should also point out that this concept of before the disaster, the Torah leadership goes in advance to set up a community of Torah is not new. We've seen it when Yaakov goes down to Mitzrayim into Golos, the very first Golus. He sends Yehuda, his son, as an advanced man to set up a system of yeshivas and Torah in Goshen. We're going to see in the destruction of the second temple, Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai sneak out of Yerushalayim to confront Vespasian, the general who later becomes the emperor. And Vespasian says, ask of me something a favor, I will do it. And what does he ask? tenli yavne give me the yeshiva at yavne which is gedolim which out of that comes the Torah culture for centuries to come so we see this is not new last thing to remember is that the goal, the imperative of Yermi as well as the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is that Judea surrendered above El without a shot being fired Golas is what the Kadesh wants. Golas will be mechaper them, purify them. It will last 70 years, and they will then go back and rebuild the second temple. So with that in mind, we start Apostle Aleph. Hareni Hashem, Humeo is speaking, Kadosh Baruch showed me: Ve'hinei Hashem. Two baskets of figs te'enim are standing before me in the Hecha, in the sanctuary this occurs after Nebuchadnezzar, after Nebuchadnezzar Melech Bovel, Es Yechonyah, of he exiles Yechonyah, that's Yehoyochim, Ben Yehoyochim, Melech Yehuda, Es Tzorei Yehuda, the offices of Yehuda, Ves HaChoresh Ves HaMizgar, Again, literally, it means the um, carpenters and craftsmen, Yusha Layim, by Yiva'im Babel. And he brings them to Babel. This has occurred the uh, taking away of the elite into Babel. And he shows me two baskets of dates. Which are bikurim? Bikurim are the first fruits taken from the best fruits. We know shavuos. They are traditionally were brought to the beis hamikdash to the heichal, and teinim is one of the seven products of Israel which you take bikurim from, and they are brought to the heichal. And we continue in the buchad netzar when we say the masager, uh, the churish, and the Mesager, the Gemara in Eruvin tells us that harash, meaning deaf. You can use the word deaf because these gedolim were so great and so powerful talmidim and teachers that when they spoke after they rendered a halachic decision, cheresh, there was silence. There was nothing you could say to refute them. It was just definitive. Lord to Misager closed, lock up, when they spoke, when they rendered a decision, when they performed a halachic action. That closed it. There was nothing else to respond to. So that this group, you cannot again overestimate their importance, their uh, critical keys they held to the diaspora and to the future of the people of Israel. Moreover, so now what do we do with these two baskets? They are beautiful, the pick of the crop as bikurim are supposed to be. like bikurim, for echad, the second basket ma'od. They are bad. Doesn't mean lesser than good, it means bad They are so bad they are inedible. What does it all mean? Hashem What do you see? I see a figs. ha'tovos tovos The good basket is exceptionally good. And the bad is exceptionally bad. You cannot even eat them. So inedible are they. Hashem Now the Kaddish Baruch who is is going to explain the mushal to him. Ko Yisra'el. Israel, haTovos The simile, or the metaphor for these good figs, Cain Akir as Golus Yehuda. Thus I recognize I make a metaphor for the Golus Yehuda that we have described that took place. For I have sent them to the land of the Chaldeans, another name for Babylonia, for good. And that's so counterintuitive, if you think that you put the Tainim in the Hechel, in the sanctuary, and the good ones do not represent the Jews still living in Judea, which you would think would be the case. No, they are meant to launch praise for the Jews who left in exile. It is the foreign community. And the lesson, of course, is obvious. You do not have to be there in Israel to be... A, a special beneficiary of the Kaddish Baruch and that's what they are. Uh, and therefore, the I have cast my eyes upon this group of exiles for good, and yet, I will return them to this land, Uvanisem Loh, the Loah Ros, and Tati Maloa Tosh, I will bring them, I will replant them, and I will not uproot them. The Lohem and this community in Bavel, Nasati lohem lay lo Dasosi in their hearts a way to know me. Meforcem say, this is a reference to the Talmud Bhavli that will last eternally created totally in babel created by the Amoraim, the tannaim that were indigenous to babel the yeshivas that were created in babel i will give you that to remember me ki ani hashem i will be their god they will be my nation ki they will return to me with their full hearts you can't overstate the praise, Kadosh Baruch and the promise. He is giving to this exiled community because they went into exile. And as we've said, for now, that is the end game of Yermi and the Kaddish Hu The rest of Israel, stop resisting, stop fighting, stop rebelling, go into exile in Babel. That will be a kapara for you, that will redeem you and as for that basket of figs that cannot even be eaten, may record say are so bad, Cain, as so I will do the the last king of Judea, the of his officers, as She and the remnants of Yushua and rimba or Hazos. They are the bad figs. Triumph. This is a group we're gonna learn that went to Egypt to seek refuge there. They and all of them will pay for this. Unasatim Lazah, I will turn them over to destruction, L'chol mam to all the nations of the world, herpa to shame and humiliation, ulamosho an example of destruction and curses, to all the places which I will send you to. In other words, this group staying in Israel against my orders under CPO are accursed. They will pay for their disobedience. I will send to this group the sword, the famine, the pestilence till they are gone till they cease to exist lahem which I have given to their father so we see it is so immensely counterintuitive the group that goes into exile voluntarily so to speak they are blessed they will be redeemed. They are my favorites. The group that has chosen to remain in Israel, in the temple, they will be cursed, they will be removed, in the end they will die. Hopefully a much more positive and enlightening words of Nechama tomorrow, 8.45 a.m.